excuse me, are we on? Oh, I think so. Thank you. Hello, it's Paul. It's Nessa. It's Paul and Nessa's Happy Hour. A sketch comedy podcast without its stuff and nonsense. Faster than a boy And more on budget than a high-speed railing project. Episode 3. Mark Zuckerberg. Medical procedure. <laughs> founder of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, yeah? Who are you? You should be called Mark Fuckabout, the way you keep fucking about with Facebook every five minutes. Uh, how the hell did you get in here? Shut up a minute. I'm here with a message on behalf of everybody in the whole fucking world. What? Stop fucking about with Facebook every five fucking minutes, you utter twat! Well, here we are. We're finally back after a three-month hiatus mm. due to circumstances beyond our control. <laughs> yes. Our equipment had a bit of a, a technical meltdown. Yeah, and I had a bit of a medical meltdown. Oh, you did. You've been through the wars, haven't I, you? I have, I have. <laughs> I've had all kinds of stuff taken out of us and all kinds of other stuff put in us. Yeah, don't we know about it? It brings tears to our eyes just thinking about it. It brought tears to the eyes when it was happening, I tell you that much. But anyway, we'll not dwell on that, shall we not? Best not. But what else? Oh, yeah, we went to the Edinburgh Fringe in August. We did, we did. And so, favourite part of the Fringe this year? Oh, definitely seeing Tim Vine live. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Definitely. Can, uh, can, I, uh, can I do my favourite Tim Vine joke from his show? Go on, then. <laughs> right. Uh, if, if you had a mother superior up on the roof, what would you refer to her as? A, mother... B, superior. C, none of the above. I don't know. I don't know. What? what would That's you... it. That was his gag. <laughs> you were there. It's not as good as my jokes. Oh, God, yeah. More of that to come. No right, doubt. yes. Shall we get on with the show? Uh, yeah, I think we should. Yeah, good idea. This is Ground Control. What is your position, Titan 5? This is Titan 5. Our reverse thrusts are engaged and we're about to dock on the surface of Mars. Great news, Titan 5. Everyone here on Earth is with you all the way. Thanks, Houston. That's good to know. Landing gear engaged. Uh, wait a minute. My God. What is it, Titan 5? Uh, Houston, we may have a problem. Oh, my God. Come in, Titan 5. What is your issue? My God, Houston, no. Oh, the horrors of space. No, 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 no. Titan 5, please respond. Oh, my God. Buzz, what's wrong? I've forgotten to take something out of the freezer for tea tonight. This is the bit, this is the bit, this is the bit where we read out shit from the internet. Ooh, the internet. We read the internet and we found some shit and this is the bit where we read it. Right, we're going to do another Google Predicts, but this one has a bit of a twist, apparently. It does, yes, because I found this meme that I wanted to do for this episode, because, well, as you know, 
uh, and friends of mine know, <laughs> I'm a bit of a grammar Nazi. <laughs> yeah, not a real Nazi. No, no, I'm definitely not a real Nazi. No, I've never had the urge to invade Poland or, you know, just like be a bit of a utter twat generally. <laughs> That's good to know. Yeah, so no, I'm not a real Nazi, but I am, yes, a bit of a grammar Nazi. So I wanted to do this Google predicts thing again because I, I found this meme and the meme was entitled Grammar Matters. Okay. Right. Okay. So I've right. got it here. So don't look, because so this this meme was grammar matters, right? So basically, so what we've done in previous episodes, you do type in a word <laughs> and Google predicts, and you say what what comes up. I just keep thinking, me grandma matters. Yeah, grammar matters. Me grandma matters. <laughs> but anyway, so on this meme, right? Um, there's you see two sets of Google predicts right. things, right? Now the first one has got typed hmm. into it. How can an individual? Yeah. And the second one's got just typed in, how can you? Like, with the letter U, even, right? Right. So they both basically mean the same, th- mean the same thing. Yeah. You know, how can you, or how can an individual? Right. Right? Yeah. So... Think I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. So the... Uh, bearing in mind, grammar matters, right? So the, the, when you typed in, how can an individual, the Google predicts things that came up were. Thing, things like, how can an individual... Make a difference, right? Affect society, oh. impact the course of history. Ooh, you know, help exciting con- things. Well, yeah, but you know, help to conserve water. How how can an individual mm. reduce global warming? Wow! Right? Google can do that, can it? <laughs> well, Google can't, but you can look <laughs> up in Google how an individual might go about <laughs> doing such a thing. Right. right? Do you want to hear the the predicts now for how can you with the letter U for the word you? How can you? Lose weight fast. <laughs> Mend a broken heart. <laughs> Get HPV. What? Yeah, that's oh, that's an yeah. infection that can cause different types of cancer, yes. apparently. How can you? Get herpes. Get hepatitis C. Get chlamydia. Get HIV. Get AIDS. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. Doesn't it come up with stuff that you've been Google searching, though? No, of course it doesn't. <laughs> Look, I only found this on a meme. I haven't been actually searching these things. <laughs> All I'm saying is grammar matters, people. Grammar matters. Right, play the jingle. We read the internet and we found some shit. And that was the bit where we read it. Okay, Tarquin, we've got another really big commission to work on today. So I hope you're pumped up. Oh, God, Jemima, I'm so pumped up. I ran 15k this morning before sunrise, then ate three Weetabix covered in iron filings. I reckon if COVID presented itself to me now in personified form, I could kick it in the bollocks and eradicate it forever. Love it, Tarquin, love it. So, latest commission. They want us to come up with some quirky new vehicles for comedians. Well, I've always thought Jack D would look funny in a Sinclair C5. No, no, Tarky. Not actual vehicles. I mean media vehicles. You know, TV shows. Oh, right, yeah. Gotcha, Gemstone. I'm back on the page again. You see, comedians are presenting everything these days. Yeah, of course. I mean, look at Bake Off. You know, used to be Mel and Sue. Now it's Noel Fielding and the, the little fat bald one who did that show with a creepy pervert. Right, and there's Richard Ayoade doing travel docs, Sarah Pascoe doing sewing, Rob Beckett on 
read you two for fuck's sake. For fuck's sake. But apparently the plebs love it and they want more. So, Tarkington United, put on your thinking codpiece and fire me some spunks of gold. Yeah, right, okay. So, uh, well, puns on names are usually pretty pithy and attention-grabbing, aren't they? Ooh, yeah, I like your thinking, Sparky-Tarky. <laughs> so, what about uh, Paddy McGuinness doing a tour of Guinness breweries? Yeah, I don't think the entertainment budget would stretch the series. Oh, yeah. Oh, but what about this? Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. Uh, that's already a thing, isn't it? No, no, Tarks. It's a battle of wits sort of show, where Chris Ramsay gets released into wild terrain and hunted by giant whisks and spatulas. Ooh, Jambalaya, I like it. I know, what about Vegas in Vegas? Mm. Bit obvious and predictable, isn't it, Tarkington Bear? Sending Johnny Vegas over to Las Vegas. No, 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 not that, Gem. I meant we team up Johnny Vegas and the porn star Camely Vegas and they make a sex tape. Vegas in Vegas, huh? Mm, Channel 5 might go for that. <laughs> we'll pitch it later. <laughs> Oh, and what about car in a car? Oh, God, Tarquin, please don't tell me you mean the same thing. Jimmy and Alan Carr make a sex tape. What? No, 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 Jemlington Crescent. Oh, oh, what an amusing misunderstanding. No, I was just thinking we could get one of the cars, you know, whichever one will be the cheapest... Alan. Alan. And we get him to drive a bunch of cars around different tracks and just talk about them. Ooh, so you mean a kind of funny Top Gear? Yeah. yeah! First time for everything, I suppose. Ooh, I'm warming to this idea now, yeah. Uh, uh, what about Merton in Merton? Paul Merton does a tour of the South London suburb. OK, Tarquin. Or, or, or hill up a hill. Harry Hill goes walking up various hills. No, come on now, Tarquin. Or Mac in a Mac. Lee Mac wears a... Tarquin! Oh, thanks, Gemmelina. Went off piste there for a second. Wait, I've got it. Oh, the perfect thing all oh, that we're looking for. Oh, then slap me down like a stotty cake, gem bomb, and smother it over me like peas pudding. OK, you remember that show, Mallet's Mallet? Um... It was on a Saturday morning, back in the 80s. The when? The 80s. It's, uh... Oh, it was last century, like before TikTok. Oh my God, I think I might puke. Anyway, Talking Meter, this guy called Timmy Mallet was the presenter and he'd have kids as contestants and he'd ask them questions. But if they got it wrong, they'd get hit on the head with his mallet. See? Mallet's Mallet. Oh, right, yeah. So, like, the weapon of forfeit and the presenter's name were the same thing. That's it. My God, Jem, it's absolutely brilliant in its simplicity. So, we bring back that format. Exactly the same concept, but more edgy for today's audience. So, who do we get to present? Tommy Cannon. Yes. It's celebrity interview time, and we're delighted to welcome back Katie Price. 
Now, you actually requested to come back, didn't you, Katie? Why was that? I could never cope without you. Oh, that's nice. Did we leave a hole in your heart? Between a hole? You know, a, a void, a gap, a, a space where there's nothing there. Got a hole in my ear. Yes, you told us that last time. Anyway, Katie, would you like a glass of our homemade rhubarb gin? I'll try anything. Lovely, there you are. We usually just knock it back in one. Well, that's the best way to try it. Absolutely. Bottoms up. Oh, fuck off. That is bad. That's a bit rude. Truth. Wow. All right, look, anyway, ne- never mind that. Um, I'm glad you came back in, Katie, because I wanted to ask your advice about something. You're a bit of an expert uh, on these matters, actually. Um, Thing is, I accidentally swallowed 12 Viagra pills this morning, and look, this happened. Oh, my God. I know. Do you, do you think I should be worried? Oh, no, that will go down. Oh, phew, that's a relief. So, Katie... Glastonbury was on this week and Paul McCartney was the headline act. Did you enjoy it? Oh, piss off. Really? Were you not a fan of the Beatles then? They were just terrible. Controversial. All right, well, look, let's uh, just get on with the quiz, shall we? So here we go. Katie, what would you do to prevent a bacterial infection? They say to take antibiotics, of course they do. Correct. If you were in your late teens or 20s, why would you go into a travel agent's? If you ever wanted to go on an 1830s holiday. Correct. If you're on a three-day camping trip, what happens after the first and second days? Get to the third day. Correct. What happened to the Hindenburg airship on the 6th of May, 1937? Was it like how my boob went? Yeah, I'll accept that. Now, if there's something strange in your neighbourhood, what are you going to do? I'm going to be scared. No, 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 no. You're going to call Ghostbusters. It's from the song. Look, here's another song one. Complete these lyrics. Oh, when I wake up, well, I know I'm going to... I'm going to take them kids to school. Right, no, we've gone a bit off piece now. I think we'll call it a day. But before you go, Katie, would you like to do your catchphrase for us just one more time? Why not make money and sell that far? Ladies and gentlemen, Katie Price. Of course, Ursula. Um, Oh, I know a good one. Come on, then. Settle down into bed. Okay, Daddy. Now, sing a song of sixpence, a pocket full of rye. What's a pocket full of wheat grain got to do with a song about an old-fashioned coin? Never mind about that, Ursula. Just settle down, okay? Okay. Four and twenty blackbirds baked in a pie. What? What the hell is anybody doing baking a pie with two dozen birds in it? I mean, how big is this pie? How big's the oven come to that? I don't think it's meant to be taken literally, Ursula. Are the birds already dead? Or are they being baked alive? Is the RSPCA aware of this situation? When the pie was open, the birds began to sing. Oh, so they were alive. So, so how are they still singing after they've been baked in an oven at gas mark six for 40 minutes? Wasn't that a dainty dish Hardly. to set before the king? It's being cooked in the royal kitchens. Well, I suppose that explains the size of the oven anyway. Do you want to hear the next verse, Ursula? I think I ought to. <sighs> the king was in his counting house, counting out his money. What? Uh, He's got a whole house just for counting his money. 
Set in the grounds of his massive castle, is it? Five bedroom detached, is it? Just to keep all his massive ill-gotten wealth in it? No wonder there's a growing desire for a republic in this country. The Queen was in the parlour, eating bread and honey. Oh yeah, that's right. Give the woman the eating disorder. What? The Queen, tucked away in her little parlour, the smallest little room in the palace, hiding herself away there, gorging on sickly honey and white baps. No, I don't think... Look, look, it's nearly finished. The maid was in the garden, hanging out the clothes. Oh, now this is getting stupid. Do you really want me to accept that they've got one maid and she's hanging out all the royal washing in the grounds of Buckingham Palace? What, just pegging all the ermine robes and crowns of state on the Vileda rotating washing line, is she? When down came a blackbird and pecked off her nose. I'm not surprised. Probably seeking revenge for his 24 mates who got covered in pastry and shoved in a burning oven just for the gluttonous pleasure of the head of state. <sighs> Go to sleep, Ursula. Night-night, Daddy. Love you. Time for the quiz. <laughs> Why did you <laughs> do it like that? I don't know. I'm auditioning. <laughs> what for? This is the jingle for the quiz slash game. It's not very easy to come up with the jingle. So that's the end of the jingle. And this is the start of the quiz slash game. (laughs) Now, this episode is being recorded and first released in the week when the UK got another new Hmm. Prime Minister after managing to get rid of the bumbling fuckwit of a privileged, (laughs) eaten mess that was Boris Johnson. And by the way, I googled it, right? Do you know what his full name actually is? Boris Johnson. No, 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 even worse. Anthony Boris de Feffel Johnson. (laughs) What? Yeah, yeah, I know. That's his actual, (laughs) real, actual name. I mean, I, I don't think there's anyone else in the world who's... Like, actual name is also how they speak. To Feffel, 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 Prick. Anyway, though, this has apparently inspired your quiz, hasn't it? It has. Yes. This is Boris or Bollocks. <laughs> okay, so Boris or Bollocks, yeah. all you've got to do is decide whether Boris actually said this oh, God. or Bollocks. <laughs> It's so it's all, even if he said it, it's all going to be bollocks anyway. <laughs> That's the end of the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just bollocks. <laughs> no, go on. Okay, yeah. I like this. So yeah. true things that Boris either said or He's I've or actually said or you've made said. them up. Yeah, right, absolutely. If I had a banana, every time someone asked me that, I'd be a very happy monkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, well, I mean, you've, you've this gone... This is Boris. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably true. Wrong. I made it up. (laughs) So you just can't tell? (laughs) Exactly. Fucking That's a brilliant quote, though. I'm going to use that. If I had a monk... I mean, can we just deconstruct that for a second? If I had a... Banana. If I had a banana for every time anybody asked me... Yeah. What? If you wanted a banana? Ask me that question. All oh, right. Yeah. Mate, okay. So if I'd I had be a very happy monkey, I'd be a very happy monkey. <laughs> Just stick the word feffle on the end. And then be, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Number two. Right. My chances of being PM are about as good as the chances of finding Elvis on Mars 
or me being reincarnated as an olive. <laughs> I'm just going to say true for them all because they all sound that's like That's true. Is it? Yes, is it? that's true. So that's he true. said that presumably just before Must have he done. became Prime Minister. Before, probably yeah. during. Who knows? <laughs> the chances of me being a good Prime Minister. <laughs> yeah. There is absolutely. Question three. Right. There is absolutely no one apart from yourself who can prevent you in the middle of the night from sneaking down to tidy up the edges of that hunk of cheese at the back of the fridge. Um, I'm going to say false. I reckon that's from like a storybook or something. True. Oh, he actually Christ. said it. Do it again. Say it again. It's oh, <laughs> easy for you to say. <laughs> there is absolutely no one apart from yourself who can prevent you in the middle of the night from sneaking down to tidy up the edges of that hunk of cheese at the back of the fridge. I mean, yeah, that's almost just... Eric Cantona-esque, isn't it? And it's absolute fucking bullshit. <laughs> Question four. I like my hair. It detracts from the bollocks that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> True. <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> Final one. All right. My policy on cake is pro-having it and pro-eating it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say true, and I bet that's something to do with a Brexit bollocks. It's true, yeah. 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 My policy on cake is pro-having it and pro-eating it. So you can't have your cake and eat it, but, well, Boris seems to think he could. Yeah, no. Well, he can't now, can he? Yeah, no, he can't, because he can't get it over from the EU. (laughs) It's fucking blocked at Dover. That is the end of Boris or Bollocks. I think we should bring that one back in future episodes. That was brilliant. I'm sure in a few episodes time we'll have we'll have Liz Truss or Bollocks. <laughs> yeah. Truss or Tripe. And now a word from our fake sponsors. Looking for an idea for an original gift for your loved one? Then check out Shetsy.com. Shetsy.com has millions of bespoke, handmade items that have been crafted by people who really have too much time on their hands. Want a gift for your college flatmate's birthday? What about this? A discarded vodka bottle with some pound shop light shoved in. Here's one for your work colleague that's been down on their luck lately. A vague inspirational quote by Goeth made out of fuzzy felt and stuck in a frame. Or what about a gift for that pet lover you know? A solidified dog turd covered in tinfoil and glued to a pebble from the beach. Fill your home with useless, worthless tat. Go to Shetsy.com. Hi. I'm a random female celebrity. I must be a celebrity because I did that jungle programme in 2003 and I once stood in for Paul O'Grady on Radio 2. I used to wash my hair with watered-down gibbon spunk. Ha! What was I thinking? My ends were split, my scalp was flaky, I looked like Medusa on a bad day. Ha 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 ha! But no more. Now I use Knees and Toes Shampoo, developed by Dr. Knees and Toes from the University of Belarus. 
its unique formula of ultra-hypervascularity in secrecated acid mixed with a secret blend of 12 herbs and spices. Swivel on that, KFC! means it will nourish and replenish your hair. Glue your split ends back together and get rid of your dirty, filthy dandruff once and for all. Knees and Toe Shampoo. Buy it. A random female celebrity told you to. Please read the label. May cause hair to fall out. Do not use if pregnant, diabetic, asthmatic, a midget, a set of Siamese twins, or have just an ounce of intelligence about you. Welcome back. Now, here's the thing. Jokes that make you laugh. Jokes, jokes that make you cry. Jokes. jokes that are really, really funny. Uh-huh. Jokes. <laughs> this is definitely better than Tim Vine's one. Oh, go on, man. That's, that's quite clear, that. <laughs> What's a foot long and slippery? What's a foot long and slippery? A Subway sandwich that's been dropped in a puddle. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, a foot long and slippery. Uh I don't know, I don't know. What is a foot long and slippery? A slipper. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) Time for our cereal now. The case files of Johnny Malone. <laughs> Are you trying Still to... Still auditioning. Oh, yeah, you're auditioning for the Sky Crime <laughs> channel, aren't you? Sky Crime! Yeah. And next, a programme about a murder that happened in Wales here on... Sky, Sky Crime. Crime! That's a little extra bit for you there. That wasn't even scripted. I'm surprised I managed. Uh, is it me yet? Shall yeah, I do my line? Right, here we go. Yes, this one's called... Johnny Malone and the Melancholy Polly. (laughs) It was a dark, wet, cavernous morning right at the very end of October. Right at the very end. In fact, it was November. I was alone in my office when suddenly the phone rang. It rang to tell me it wasn't coming into work today because it was ill. Unfortunately, I couldn't take the call because my phone hadn't got in yet. It had tried to warn me it wouldn't be in, but I hadn't got the news because I couldn't take the call, plunging us into a paradox that was worthy of an episode of the Umbrella Academy. I was about to build on this timely Netflix reference when suddenly my secretary Polly arrived at the office with some alarm. Polly, what's with the alarm? I'm sorry, Johnny. I didn't have time to stop it when I woke up this morning. Yeah, well, stop it now. You're frightening the iguana. What's going on, Polly? Why the alarm? Oh, Johnny, I'm worried about my roommate, Molly. I haven't seen her for days. When did you last see Molly, Polly? When she left the flat to visit her friend, Dolly. I see. So, Polly, the last time you saw Molly was when she went to visit Dolly. Yeah, Golly. Please, can you help Johnny? If anyone can find her, you can. All right, Polly, leave this to me. I'll go take a look around your flat now. Well, it's raining. You better take a brolly. I trudged the rain-soaked streets, as was my custom in scene two. As I walked, I thought to myself, they teach you that at private high school, walking and thinking. In a city this big, finding Molly would be like doing a really hard Where's Wally? 
but I wasn't going to give up easily. Polly didn't live far away, so there was no need to take the trolley. Before long, I arrived at her flat to find a strange little man rooting around their things. Who are you? I'm Solly. I said, who are you? No, no, that's my name, Oivay. I'm Solly. I own this flat. So, you're the landlord. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. What are you gonna do, Oivay? Well, I'm Private Eye Johnny Malone. I'm here for Polly. I'm looking for Molly. Huh. I wouldn't think she could afford to pay for your services. I'm doing it for Polly. I'm not doing it for the lolly. Oh. You must be off your trolley. You wouldn't happen to have seen Molly in the last few days, would you? No, and I'm not surprised she disappeared. She owes me two months' rent, Oive. I see. Do you know where she worked? Of course, Oive. At uh, the local theater. The Metropoly. That's it. As a magician's assistant to the magical double act playing there at the moment. Ah, yes. The magical world of Ollie and Wally. I've heard of them. Why don't you try there already? I will. Thanks, Ollie. Muzzletoff. Bless you. When I got to the Metropoly, I found Ollie and Wally deep in rehearsals for their act. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, behold, our assistant has been sawn in half. That was brilliant, Wally. Oh, thank you, Wally. You two must be Ollie and Wally. Golly. How jolly. I'm looking for Molly. You mean our previous assistant? So, you admit she's not around anymore? Well, I... Sadly, she handed in her notice two weeks ago. She said she was off to travel the world and visit her huge family of international relatives. Yes, she's got family from everywhere. What did she say now? Some were Bengali, Somali... Mawali? Yes, she even had family from Italy. So she just left you to go travelling? Aye, it made us quite melancholy. Well then, this case seems to have been somewhat of a folly. Thank you, Ollie. Thank you, Wally. Now, if you'll excuse us, we must rehearse our finale. Uh, of course. Aye, with Holly. Holly? Our new assistant. Of course. <coughs> Who's that? That's our border collie. I left Ollie and Wally and their border collie and hightailed it back to the office to give the good news to Polly. I'm glad to report it made her job. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you so much. Let's celebrate. Let's break out the bolly. You have the bolly, Polly. I'll stick to my bourbon. Oh, all right. I'll go and bring them through on the tea trolley. Then I must phone Dolly. I'm sorry, Polly. You can't phone Dolly. The phone didn't come into work today. The work-shy little bastard. Well, Paul has just had to leave the studio for a few minutes. He's in the cupboard under the stairs trolling the local pub on TripAdvisor. But I'm delighted to say that we're all joined by an old friend of happy hour, Kylie Litchberg Ball. G'day, Nessa. Hello, Kylie. So how have you been since we last saw you? It's been a strange couple of years, hasn't it? Ah, oh, how's that, Nessa? 
well, you know, the whole lockdown thing. Uh, what? Have you been a prison? No, no, you know, lockdown. The pandemic. The whole Covid thing. Covid. Covid-19. Covid-19. Oh, was that the follow-up to Paul Hardcastle's song? No, no, Kylie. The global pandemic. You know, that we've all lived through for the past two years. Surely you're aware of it. I don't know what the hell you're going on about, Nessa, to be honest. I've never heard of it. Right, fine. Well, anyway, welcome back. And it's fitting that you're back with us today because it's hashtag World Literacy Day. So have you got another story you're going to do for us today? I sure have, Nessa. OK, off you go. Right, g'day, Bruces and Sheilas. So, today I'm going to do for you The Tale of Peter Rabbit by Beatrix Potter. Yeah. Oh, by the way, what do you call a woman balancing pints on her head and playing snooker? Beatrix Potter. Yeah, little extra joke for you there. <laughs> right, so, here we go. <laughs> you got your head in your hands already there, Nessa. Okay, so. Just one, Once upon a time... There were four little rabbits, and their names were Flopsy, Mopsy, Cottontail, and Peter. Oh, right, so straight away, your creativity on coming up with fluffy little bunny rabbit names runs out after three, does it? (laughs) Doesn't bode well for the rest of the tale. So anyway, one day, their mother says to them that they can go out to play in the fields, right, or down the lane, but... Don't go into Mr McGregor's garden. (laughs) Your father had an accident there, she tells them. You want to know what that accident was? Mm -hmm. Mrs McGregor put him in a pie. (laughs) Now, I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like an accident to me. (laughs) What happened there sounds pretty fucking deliberate, right? (laughs) So, go on, she says, go and play. I'm going out. (laughs) Fair enough. So, off they go. Now, you'd think... Given this stark warning they've just heard from their mother, that they play it pretty safe, right? And Flopsy, Plopsy and Cotton Wool Brain, or whatever the fuck they're called, well, they do, right? They they go off and, and collect blackberries. But Peter, the dumb fuck, what does he do? He goes straight to Mr McGregor's garden. Straight to the scene of his father's bloody murder. But, all right, perhaps Peter's going there to try and pay his respects to his dead father, you know, at the at the actual scene of his untimely demise. Is he doing that? No. No. He goes there to eat some lettuces and French beans and radishes and parsley. He's stealing the farmer's fucking produce. I mean, what's the matter with him? So anyway, what happens next? Well, of course, he runs into the farmer, doesn't he? And the farmer gives chase. And Peter is rushing around the garden. He can't find his way back. He's absolutely shitting himself, right? He's, he's losing his shoes. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets caught on a gooseberry net, caught by the buttons on his jacket. Now, at this point, Beatrix pipes in with, it was a blue jacket with brass buttons. Quite new. (laughs) Who cares? This is a kid's story, not a fucking fashion report. You're just about to kill off your protagonist at the hands of an angry farmer with a rake and suddenly you've become fucking Prada magazine. Anyway, the rabbit's giving itself up for dead, right? He's just lying there in the fucking gooseberries, sobbing his little bunny eyes out, when suddenly, from out of nowhere, some sparrows enter the scene, like some... Avian Deus Ex Machina. 
And they, right, quote, implore him to exert himself. <laughs> oh, great, yeah, right, I was just going to lie here and let myself become rabbit stew. <laughs> but seeing as how a couple of dirty little sparrows have come and whistled at me, maybe I won't give up on life quite so easily. So, anyway, you get the general idea, <laughs> right? He gets chased, he gets away. He gets chased a bit more, he gets <laughs> away again. Only through sheer dumb luck, by the way. It's only because, right, as is always the way in these stories, the antagonist is a stupid, bumbling farmer who doesn't have one end of a pitchfork from the other. <laughs> so, right. Now, next, there's a bit involving a white cat and a dormouse with a pea in its mouth. Right? Well, I'm not even going to touch on that section because it's too fucking irritating even to mock, quite frankly. So fast forward to Peter back at home, right? His mother asks him what's happened to his clothes, right? It was, Beatrix informs us, the second little jacket and pair of shoes that Peter had lost in a fortnight. What the fuck? (laughs) He's obviously a serial offender. He shouldn't be leaving his mother's side. He shouldn't be allowed to go out and play with the other bunnies. He should be locked in their little sandbag home under the tree with a fucking tag round his ankle. But of course, as usual in these stories, there's no fucking consequences for him. He's just tucked up in bed by his mother with a cup of chamomile tea while Popsy, Dropsy and Marshmallow Bollocks eat bread and milk for supper. (laughs) So there you go, Bruce's and Sheila's, the tale of Peter Rabbit. I'll see you the next time on Jack of Fucking Nori. Well, a fitting tribute to Beatrix Potter there on World Literacy Day. Oh dear. Thank you very much, Kylie Lidgeberg Ball. Wow, Adolf, that was your best valley speech yet. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Oh, thank you, Eva, baby. What say later, me and you, we go up to mein Schlafzimmer and make some good old-fashioned rompy-pompy. Oh, Adi, Adi, I can think of no better thing than to have the little Hitler babies in the world. Oh, Eva. Ah, Goebbels. Heil Hitler. What news? I have the report from inside the Polish borders. Let me see. Ah, yeah. This is good, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. What is it? Gott in Himmel! Schrecken Flebelchen! Oschene Fleh! Mein Schickenelle Fleh! Eiken Schreiken mir in der Hals in dem Flipper Geigen Bein! What is it, mein Führer? I've forgotten to take something out of the freezer for tea tonight! Some things in common with the human and the ape. 
But one thing we can all agree The head's a funny shape We need the skull to house the brain That's no big surprise But it means we need two strips of hair To, to stop, stop sweat running into our eyes Everybody has eyebrows From the lowest of low to the highbrows I like your brows, do you like my brows? I praise for the eyebrows. Eyebrows. Your brows. Eyebrows. Everybody has eyebrows. From the lowest of low to the highbrows. I like your brows. Then you like my brows. High praise for the eyebrows. Some girls do a weird thing. They really need to wake up. They'll pluck their eyebrows off their face. Then draw them back on with makeup. Everybody has eyebrows. From the lowest of low to the high brows I like your brows, do you like my brows? I praise for the eyebrows Eyebrows Your brows Whose brows? All of the brows You've been listening to Paul and Nessa's Happy Hour, conceived, written and performed by Paul Dunn and Nessa Karen. The music was from Kevin McLeod off the internet. The script editor was Paul Dunn. That's me. (laughs) I'm trying to pad out the credits this week. Really? Happy Hour is a grand production. That was me saying that. Says so. Very good. Stick it out, Turk, on the end, eh? <laughs> Please read the label. May cause hair to fall out. Do not use if pregnant, diabetic, asthmatic, a midget, a set of Siamese twins, or have... Fucking hell, I saw your head go down again. Javan Tahikan Dushikan Mastavitakatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatat
What is it? What is it? Fuck me, I'm not writing any German sketches again. Yeah. <laughs>